Note to self, it's about 30 minutes in. All right, thanks, Maxwell. Don't you have um, to write that down somewhere? Like, just I do. because you're not going to know, you know, <laughs> future you isn't going to watch and then just watch only starting it right after that. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast. Boy, oh boy, are we firing on all cylinders today. And by firing on all cylinders, I mean we are crazy as ever. But what else is new? This is the Mo Video Games Podcast. You come to hear a couple of loons talk about some video games and tech. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You're not going to want to miss this one. Hello and welcome. To the Mo Video Games Podcast. Ba-da, where we ba-ba-ba. talk about games and we talk about tech. <laughs> I had no idea where I was going with that one. <laughs> that, that implies that there is a time when you do know where you're going. <laughs> well, right now I know I'm not going anywhere. That's true. And neither are our listeners because they love us and they're excited to listen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, man. So, for those of you listening, you may or may not Apologies for not streaming last week. Yeah, it took the words right out of my mouth. That's not what you're going to say, so I figured I'd throw it in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, I mean, I was going to say something to that effect. Not not so eloquently. You were going to apologize, which, uh, you know, (laughs) the least we can do. I never apologize. False. It's a sign of weakness true <laughs> just kidding I, I have to apologize for being so crass right there <sighs> so Oliver <laughs> it's <laughs> if you didn't know it's not Sunday morning I didn't know that I think that was to the <laughs> listener not me but <laughs> no that was to you Oliver Okay, I knew that. I knew it's. I would almost say it's Friday afternoon, around four thirty my time, probably around five thirty your time. If I'm gonna that's, do some quick math, that's about right. And uh, I applaud your rapid mathematics. It's not something oh. you see very often in this day and age. I can add one, multiple <laughs> times too. I bet you could even subtract one. Ooh, that's asking a lot, but I've been Man. working on it. Not to brag. This is quality content we're putting out there right now. So, because it is Friday afternoon, we're not drinking coffee. Oh, we're drinking adult coffee. A.K.A. Cold. Liquid, <laughs> liquid beer. That's a throwback. Okay. It is. That's um, what we're Maxwell, here for. What are, you, uh, what are you drinking? So, there's this wonderful company called Solace Brewing Company. They're Sounds located familiar. somewhere out. Oh, yeah, they're actually Sterling, oh, Virginia. Guys, right? yeah, yeah, so like, um, not that I live in Sterling, Virginia, but it is in Northern Virginia, which is whereabouts generally that I be. I actually live inside of Solace. Okay, you got it out of me, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a local brewing company. It is a session IPA called Suns Out, Hops Out. Oh, clever little play on words there. Hard to hard to argue with that. Very clever. And the hops are out. I mean, I took a sip and I was like, man, that's hoppy. 
You took a sip of, of this <laughs> beverage. <laughs> it's pretending like we were together. Ah, uh, yes. If they're listening, they don't know. So we're, Yeah, we, we don't have to pretend we are together. Oh, yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> so, Freudian slip? I don't know. Uh, yes, quite. But what Thank are you. you drinking, Oliver? I'm on drinking this fine Friday afternoon. The top shelf beer known as Tecate. I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's a cerveza, which is just beer, right? <laughs> that, that is I guess, but the means. idea is when you say cerveza, the, the implication is that it's uh, like Mexican beer, right? Uh, no, I mean, it's just the. Well, I guess I. I don't speak like, like, I'm like not people, in the culture of the Spanish people, but sure. But I'm saying like when when we're like cerveza, we're talking almost exclusively about like Corona or Modelo or Tecate. Speak for yourself, man. I <laughs> I've never heard you call a Bud Light a cerveza in my life. I've definitely <laughs> drank quite a few Bud Lights. I'm just saying, like that's a, in usage. I feel like that's how people like to use it. I'm not that's, saying it's accurate. Like I think all beers, right? Cervezas yeah, yeah, yeah. probably encompasses all beers, but in our application, it's true. You, you think you think Mexican beer, so you're thinking Spanish, and then you say the Spanish word for beer. It's an easy cerveza. Cerveza. This one does have. I didn't realize Tecate did it, but so their logo is this like phoenix hawkbird thing. Uh. <laughs> And they actually like clip it into the what do you call it the like little tongue you know it's not just a circle hole here oh this yeah, cut yeah, out yeah. Is the which I like it when they do little things like that because it gets them literally nothing right it's it's only just to look badass and I like that I should support yeah. companies for doing it I guess they are getting money indirectly because I'm like man I should probably buy from Takate again but that's <laughs> something that you know a lot of people don't do. And I really appreciate it when people do it. It's fun. Yeah, I, I am a sucker for design. I will buy shit I don't need because it looks great. Just like some uh, some some new storage, right? <clears throat> yeah, so I guess... Very little if, tech news. <laughs> we're just going to hop into tech news. Maxwell's been on a bit of a tech spending binge. Um, Small one, though. Just just a little baby. Um, so here, here we go. We got a... Roomba, we got an undisclosed piece of tech that sits in your lap and is a computer. Um, Does a, it sit on top of it or below? Ooh, that's a good. I I don't know. You'll you'll have to wait and see when it's disclosed. Um, a new SSD for said on top or below lap computer object. Um, a new phone. Wait, I thought the SSD was for. Well, the the SSD is because of the on or below lap computer object. The new SSD went into my desktop, but the purchase was driven by wanting to expand sure. the storage of something that is undisclosed at this point. But I was like, you're not gonna put. I mean, you're, there's no way your your random piece of undisclosed tech can support PCI Gen Four, right? That it can't. Be... Which I was a little, I was a little surprised by. But I mean, for for a... that price point, no. Why would you be surprised? That's super. There's no way at that price point, right? Well, the 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 support for for Gen Four isn't 
the isn't like a cost barrier. Like our both of our CPUs have PCIe Gen 4. It's just something that you're like implementing. It's a new piece of technology. But th- why it surprises me is because it's like the exact you get, same like, architecture. Right? No, like all, get- all all B550 and X570 motherboards support PCIe Gen 4. That's a new uh, motherboard. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah, but, you can't throw like a you can't throw like a B450 or something in there. You know these laptop manufacturers who have been making these motherboards for a while without PCIe Gen 4 support. If they don't want to change their shit, right? Then it's not going to have PCIe Gen 4. The you uh, the thing I'm saying is this is new. Like this is a new lap. Like Ryzen has been has had PCIe Gen 4 for a long time, and this is a a new laptop with respect to that. So it, it should is what I'm saying. Like it is it is the same architecture CPU is practically identical to what I have in my computer, but it doesn't support PCI. So for, for your so so for your price, the price that you got that laptop at, you would expect an average laptop to have PCIe Gen 4 at that price point. Yes. I thought it's like brand new. Then I just get PCIe Gen 4 support in my computer when I bought my B550. Yeah, but that that had been out for a while. Is what I'm saying. Like yeah, we we sound, bought it sounds like a lot of people CPUs. weren't using it, right? Well, yeah, because SSDs no, are expensive as hell. I don't have this gen CPU. Yeah, it's five thousand series now. Yeah, I'm saying thanks for bragging. <laughs> I thought you had the same CPU as me, or did you upgrade again? Okay, all right, we're okay. Let's let's reverse. Yeah, okay. you're you're you're. So I just we, think I, dis- I, th- I think we both just disagree, though. I think I feel like. It's not that common. And it, how how much was your random peripheral device? So 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 here here's what the the listener needs to know. Current gen Ryzen CPUs are the 5000 series. Last yeah. gen is 3000 series, which is what we yep. have. All 3000 series Ryzen CPUs support PCIe Gen 4. Yeah, but so I'm guessing you, a majority of the time they weren't being used, right? Because PCIe Gen 4 SSDs are expensive, but all of the motherboards for those gens that came out supported PCIe Gen 4. Your motherboard supports PCIe Gen 4. I thought B550 was this year. I thought B550 was in parallel with the Ryzen 5000 series. No, that came out with Ryzen 3000. So it then actually came out after X570. Where's my B650 then? The... The X570, so you can run 3000 on like the X450 boards as well, but the, uh, the 450 boards don't have PCIe Gen 4. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm trying to find my B650 now. <laughs> I'm assuming that'll be announced this year, is my guess. Well, they they always announce the, but the, the, the higher tier was, first. The, the, the 550 and 570 were released before the 5000 series. Yes. <sighs> okay. I know it's 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 all very confusing. It's all it's all. I mean, it's not confusing. Level. I just feel like B, PCIe Gen 4 was like not talked about at all. And then it was like a year ago for me. I felt like everyone started just pooping their pants about PCIe Gen 4. Oh, part part of that reason is because there were no PCIe Gen 4 graphics cards um, until NVIDIA's 3000 series. Uh, I thought it was just like a full universal in the computer support thing that they were freaking out about. They're like, no, oh, they, we got something. 
I mean, there, there's there's it. been multiple tiers. So Intel did not have PCIe Gen 4 until their most recent 11th or 11,000 series. It's not 11th Gen, but yeah, they, they did not. They just very recently implemented PCIe Gen 4. Why it took them that long, nobody knows, because even budget Ryzen motherboards have PCIe Gen 4 support. So it's it's very weird. It's so that 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 was my point is that like the cost thing I think is a little odd. I'm not sure like I'm sure there is some cost associated with it, but worst case it would bump up the price 50 bucks would be my guess. Um to to implement it. So I'm not quite sure why why they didn't do it, but I don't think so my lap okay, it's I got a laptop. Okay. So it has a Ryzen 4000 series <laughs> CPU in it. And I don't think Ryzen 4000 series supports PCIe Gen 4 at all, um, which is odd. 4000 series being exclusive to laptops. So it's it's very odd, but it's still Zen 2, which is what our 3000 series Ryzen are. So it's the same architecture, but it does not have PCIe Gen 4 support. And then they went to Zen 3 with the 5000 series CPUs. But that's enough tech mumbo jumbo. That's, that's a lot of details in there. But whew, long story short, yes, so what I else got did you the get? SSD. <laughs> yeah, I got I got the SSD to or expand. Yeah, I my my laptop has two M.2 slots. It only had fi- it only came with 500 gigs, so I wanted to do better than that. So I was like, oh, I can upgrade the the 500 gig Gen 3 in my desktop to a one terabyte Gen 4, and then move that extra 500 gigs into the laptop so the laptop will have a total of one terabyte is the long story short and i bought a new battery for said laptop because the laptop came with a 2.5 inch drive to put like an ssd or a hard drive in it um which means it's only a 60 watt hour battery but if you take the the drive bay out of there you can replace it with an 80 or an 85 watt hour battery that takes up that extra space and because it is a powerful laptop the battery doesn't last very long um so that was an upgrade i was very eager to do as well damn Um, bro you bald yeah i mean i I already knew you bald and then you bald yeah, and then if you follow me on Instagram at Maxwell Lewis Gaming, you know I broke my phone like a nerd, like an absolute nerd. I'm not so. a cool nerd, a nerd nerd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and so it forced my hand. I was like, I guess I gotta buy a new phone. <laughs> Which you bought the? Let me guess. Let me guess. iPhone 12 mm, Pro. Correct. Thank you. Yeah. No, I. So we we had had my my wife and I had had our phones for two and a half years. We had been off the contract, not paying for it for like six months. Off and the grid. <laughs> off the grid, baby. Um, and she, it assuming concerts will ever happen again, we'll, we'll be going to a concert in London at some point in the future. Yeah, um, rip in peace to that dream right there. That sounded like such a good trip. And then I know. I said and rip in peace to anyone who wanted to to go to a concert. Like Yeah, just... it's been definitely we can say concertless. Yeah. I can't tell why though. <laughs> it's it's been rough, but 
Yeah, so wanted to have better phone, better picture video quality. Um, so she had been wanting an upgrade for a while. Um, she had the iPhone 8. So she was already like two to three gens behind um, what, what was currently out there as well. Um, and I, I had the Pixel 3, which was a single camera, which was a phenomenal photo taker. Um, but now... I, I wanted to have that triple camera setup, which the Pixel 5, I think, has. It at least has two cameras, if not three. Um, I'm not entirely sure. But Apple's video quality is just... the For some reason, the Pixel takes absolutely shit video. Maybe they fixed that with the 5, but the Pixel 3 left such a sour taste in my mouth with the video quality. I was like, oh, I'm coming back to Apple. So now I got a regular lens, I got ultra-wide, and I got telephoto. So... Look out, Annie Leibovitz. World. I'm, oh my gosh, photos are going to be taken and videos. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a content creator, man. I need to have a content creation phone. I need to be able to edit Dolby Vision HDR content on my phone in real time. Man, I didn't know you are a content creator, Maxwell. Is there a place I could check out to see some of your content? Yeah, up my ass. Okay, well, <laughs> or at Maxwell Lewis Gaming on YouTube and Instagram. I Thank spend you. all this time to set you up, and then you do this. <laughs> it's called comedy. It, comedy is you subvert expectations. That's literally all it is. It doesn't have to make That's people laugh if you subvert is. expectations. That is that comedy, comedy has been achieved. Um, okay, I'm learning a lot today. Tech I know. news has been really informative. This is what happens when we miss a week. <laughs> It, it derails quickly um we just yeah. forget how to podcast is the problem <laughs> that's that's the real issue uh but yeah it's been a been a lot of tech uh it, which is really exciting i i love new tech um if you didn't know that about me uh so that's very exciting the, the laptop i'm very excited to talk about i i'm going to make a video comparing it to my desktop so I don't want to talk too much about my full thoughts on it. Uh, but it, I, I was in the market for a laptop for a long time. Uh, with it, it was something I wanted. I, before COVID, I traveled for work. And um, now I'm starting classes again. And so I wanted to have a, a laptop I could take with me, get work done reliably, um, and do some gaming on it as well. But I didn't want to pay for like a good gaming laptop that's like two or three grand um, didn't want to so get an alienware <laughs> yeah god <laughs> alienware man oh i remember seeing those things walking you, you pop it up and they got the little alien on the back glowing and you're like "Ooh, that guy games <laughs> i mean those those things are beastly i definitely give them that definitely just a little out of the price point yeah, no, not not what I was looking for. So I, I ended up getting something that was, I, I think, struck a really good balance of price and performance um, and had, importantly, had all of the features I was looking for. Um, so that's pretty exciting. So stay tuned. Get subscribed to Maxwell Lewis Gaming so you don't miss any content. Like I oh, skipped yeah. a week. I skipped a week of content on Maxwell Lewis Gaming too. So I know, dude, you just had Terrible. too much fun with your, uh, your Mama Sita. I did. Yeah, my mom was in town last weekend. It was a lot of fun. It was also the same weekend I had broken my phone, so I had a lot of stress about that because I didn't back it up like an absolute dumbass. <laughs> but it, that's pretty much been resolved. I, I got workarounds for everything now, and we're back in business. But Don't be oh, like yeah. me. PSA, 
back your stuff up frequently. If you, even if you're not doing an upgrade or repair, back your things up, especially the things that are important. Every day. Every day. Every minute. And don't do like a differential backup. You got to do a full backup every single time. Like if you don't back up literally everything every single day, like you should spend 99% of your compute time on your PC backing up. Only 1% should be spent enjoying. And then during that 1%, you should be sweating bullets about how you're not backing up right now. <laughs> that is it's, how important it's, backing up is. It's facts. And you should never delete any previous backups. You For should sure. archive oh, yes, everything. 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 That's tech tips right here. Because like what if Low you know what if the file ages and gets a little bit of dust on it? You know, that digital dust that kind of changes the file? Yeah. And like you just don't know how it's gonna change it over time. Like you might open up your Word document and the back might be have a nice little patina. Like, what are you supposed to do? You gotta go to an old backup. I mean, that's just how digital documents work. <laughs> have them too long and they just start to age a little bit, you know, nice little patine. Or whatever you call it. Yeah, and it, trust me, it's not like fine wine. It's like not fine wine. <laughs> yeah. We're talking barefoot here. Which, hey, no shame. Whoa. Barefoot is fantastic. But barefoot, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's fantastic. But it's I right. mean, for the price point, barefoot is fantastic. But barefoot is fantastic for the price point. That is fair. Lots I mean, you of don't things have are to fantastic wear socks. for their price point. <laughs> It, did you, fun fact, did you know it's a crime to not wear socks when you're drinking wine? Well, I've broken the law many times. Yeah, 60% of the time, I tell the truth 100% of the time. Hell yeah, bro. You got any but, tech, uh, other tech news for us? I, I do. So it, this is more into the gaming news faction uh so we all know that the ps5 has been selling incredibly well but Too there well. was a, a some, survey some can't buy it <laughs> very true uh a survey was sent out to three thousand developers about and it asked a bunch of questions but one of the questions on there was what console they are most excited to develop for and the ps5 took the old wubby by a pretty hefty margin. I don't know what the other two percentages were. It was, so the other, like, second and third place was or Nintendo Switch and then the Xbox Series consoles in third place. Uh, but Sony's PS5 had 44% of the votes. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I, I'm curious. So I didn't, I haven't read much more into it, but I'm curious if the reason they want to develop for it and they're excited about it is because they think it's easier to develop for or if because some of the features like the dual sense the the 3d audio and some of the other things that the, that the ps5 does are like unlock some more possibilities i'm kind of curious why the ps5 is <laughs> um so so that was pretty interesting i i i thought i had something else up in up in there in my sleeve, but up uh, in your tech news sleeve. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but the the problem is like with my phone, I still like I haven't backed up some of my notes and stuff I had previously, so I'm still raw dogging it there. Gross. Yeah, it it, it is gross. It's uh, unfortunately I've been saying that phrase a lot, and I'm I don't know it's why. An icky phrase. It's a it really, really gross is. phrase. So I, again, I will apologize icky. to our listeners for that. Um, but yeah. That's that's pretty much 
That's pretty much what I got. I started Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, I, did so. I, I saw that you started doing the sushi. That's a, I mean, first impressions going? are are pretty solid. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be pretty good when I go from playing 10 to 12 year old games to playing a modern release title that's reviewed incredibly well. But it's, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'll just leave it at that. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I am very early in the game, so a lot can change. But first impressions are pretty pretty awesome. There there was some sweet that the so I'm listening to it with the Japanese dub. So all of like the mo mocap and stuff was done in English, but they have a a Japanese dub with English subtitles, and so that's that's how I'm listening to it, and it's super cool. There's so many cinematic moments in it. They just do such a good job of capturing it. And I'm hoping that continues like that pace of these cinematic moments continues throughout the game because it's an open world game. So I'm hoping that there's not too much time in between those cool moments. Um, the environment looks fantastic. So I think they'll make up for the gap in time with some some pretty some pretty things to look at. But yeah. Boom. Yeah, first impression, pretty good. Swordplay is fun. I don't remember the last game I played that had sword play in it. Other Assassin's than Creed. Dynasty Warriors 4, which I will be talking Assassin's about. Assassin's Creed, bro, has sword play. Oh, that's true. But um, Assassin's Creed sword play is not like Oblivion, Ghost of or, uh, Skyrim has sword play. Also not not like so Ghost is like there's actual you have parries and you have light attacks heavy attacks stabbing attacks like it's because it is all centered on you as a samurai and your sword they there's a lot of focus on that where all the other games like they have swords as a weapon type but you're essentially just like mashing the attack button and then you win that's how it okay, goes that might be a, a little gross underrepresentation <laughs> for everything other than dynasty warriors which is a literal <laughs> hack and slash <laughs> But yes, I do uh, for the most part agree. I mean, that's why you play Dark Souls 2, <laughs> which we have for the be talking about as well. <laughs> yeah, we're good at these tie-ins, baby. Um, but yeah, that, I got, I, that, that's pretty much all I had. So yeah, what, what do you got? I got a little tech news blurb. It's really just a joke, but my mother uh, bought me for my birthday, which is a while ago, uh, bought me a 6502 computer kit from Ooh. our boy Ben Eater. If you're not familiar with Ben Eater, uh, I saw a YouTube comment that described him as the Bob Ross of electronics, <laughs> which I think is probably pretty appropriate. So I started my 6502. You want to see where I'm at with it, bro? Check it out. Oh, oh it's in a breadboard. <laughs> I put it on a breadboard, and it's a nice breadboard. It's got a little nice little metal back plate. Yeah. Oh, nice little did, guy. Did that all come with the kit? Yeah. Sweet. No, that kit actually came with like a good amount of stuff. Yeah, and these breadboards are actually super nice. And this is like one of the first times that I'm working on a circuit that's also large enough that warrants me using the little what what do you call it? The little boobot feature. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do it right now, but I realized I really chonked my mom. You know what I'm saying? Boobop? I'm not sure. I know the the be the bebop boo. This thing. I like didn't know for the longest time that you can just like put them together like this. Oh, and so I, yeah, like super... I was today years old when I found that out. Yeah, so like for other circuit for work I'm working on. Yeah, we can just keep 
keep shoving these together. And it's just Dang. gonna be super hypey. You know, I'm just gonna have a I'm gonna have a bread nation at the end of this. <laughs> um but yeah, that's I mean that's really pretty much it. I've I've really just been watching a bunch of YouTube videos and chilling, so Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um I'm gonna get another nacho real fast. But you can start talking about your games and then I'll just interject randomly when I get back. That sounds Gucci. Enjoy. All right, well, folks, you are unfortunately left with me all alone. I, I, I would like to take this moment to remind you all that Far Cry 4 is better than Far Cry 3. If anyone objects, speak up now. Again, I hear nothing. Therefore, Oliver is in agreement. But yes, my games today. I I got two that are they're they're not related per se, but they're they, there's a similar vein to them. So so the two games I'm talking about today are Stick Bold, a dodgeball adventure, and Dynasty Warriors Four. So Stick Bold, a dodgeball adventure. I when I first spoke about this game. I absolutely lost my my shit because I I love this game so much. I like especially when you when you learn about the backstory um how how this game was developed at Nordic Game Jam, which is essentially like 48 hours developers get together in these teams and they try to produce a game. Was that you? Was there noise coming from you? I unmuted. And that normally I think gets caught a little bit when I unmute. Okay. I can do it again if you want. No. <laughs> oh, also, there's no. Are you picking up the? There's a lawnmower. It's kind of far away. That might be. No, I thought I heard something. Ah, either way. Um, but stickball, dodgeball adventure. So Nordic Game Jam. They like 48 hours. That these developers get together and they try to produce a game in that time. And the concept for stickball was created, and it's it's super cool. It's just. It's ridiculous. Uh, if if you go listen to the first time we talk about it, I actually interject. Um, yeah, danke. Exactly, a soundbite. I think I still have that soundbite saved, so I will put it right yeah, danke. here. And if You're I forget, forget to, to do that, yeah, I apologize. Um, note to self: it's about thirty minutes in. All right, thanks, Maxwell. Don't you um, have to write that down somewhere? Like, just I because do because you're not gonna know. You know, <laughs> future you isn't going to watch and then just watch only starting it right after that. Be like, oh, yeah, rewind a little bit, bro. Good boy. <laughs> I forgot. But here I am continuing to not write it down because I like to live dangerously. I'm going to text you while you keep talking. That's very kind of you. My phone is my webcam right now, so I that's part of the reason why I did not. Um I don't know if I look any better on if you're watching on YouTube, but I am using my new iPhone 12 Pro as my webcam. You look, I think you look crisper. It it it, it looks a little bit better, but I, I'm not, I never know if that it's just like in my head, like I'm trying to justify my purchase with like, oh yeah, no, I I look so much better in this. But no, I think you look crispier. And normally, okay. I don't know why, but in meets, uh, your resolution will drop kind of frequently. At least it used to. I didn't know if I, I guess I didn't really pay too much attention when I was watching like YouTube 
like it on YouTube to see if it was on both sides or just my side, but I haven't had that downscaling at all. Well, the, the good news is if you Not that are that seeing... should be affected it because it should be internet, but <laughs> well, the, so when I'm capturing the, the video, it's native for me. So there's no drop in quality for my video. So if anything, we would lose quality in your video, but I, I don't think I've ever seen your video drop quality. So well, you don't have to make fun of me, bro. Sorry. Okay, bro. Please forgive me. Either way, I, all I'm saying is I don't know why it's changed, but you know, normally you're downscaled. Not only are you not downscaled, but you look crispier. It's a two for improvement. Hell yeah. But yeah, so it's my phone. But so quick shout out to the app. It's called Epoch Cam. So it's E P O C C A M. And I believe it's exclusive to Apple phones, which is also a very, 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 very tiny reason why I went back to the Apple fam. But I, I think there's a free version. You can also pay. It's like five, seven, eight bucks, something like that to get like the pro version that gives you full control over like you probably get full high def and get to do different stuff. Um, oh, yeah, I could definitely hear a lot more. That's what it was. OK, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the app uh, allows you to so like on, on this phone, I, I have the three cameras. I can switch between the three cameras in the app and you, you just hook it up using your lightning cable to your computer. And that's your webcam. It, it just recognizes it allows you to use your phone. So it's something that most people are already spending incredibly large amounts of money on their phone and have fantastic cameras there. So rather than spending money on a webcam that probably will be less quality or super expensive, you can just use your phone as the webcam for a few bucks to get the pro version. So wanted to shout that out. It seems to be working pretty well. For some reason, on my old iPhone 6S, did not work very well. I don't know if we were using a bad lightning cable or if the port, the charging port was dirty. What was up with that? But that, that experience was bad. But this experience is working pretty well. So, I mean, I really think it was software that made it not work well, but I think it was yeah, just compatibility issues, essentially. Yeah. And, and if it was, maybe it was the app and maybe they've updated it since. Um, I mean, I yeah, it could having... be the app or the phone. It just however it was handled. I'm assuming it was some permission issue, and that's why you had to open up iTunes. Because yeah. like when I was doing Android Dev, man, it's like so many permissions, so many permissions. Yeah, I, I, I have gotta... to imagine Apple's probably even a little bit worse than that. Yeah, you got to like ask the user every five seconds, like, "Are you sure you're okay with having us access your microphone?" Well, since we're going back to tech news real quick, the Apple dropped a huge bomb by allowing users to prevent apps from tracking them across other apps, essentially reducing the accuracy of ads. Like it, it allows you to essentially prevent your personal data from being tracked. It doesn't reduce the number of ads you get, but now your data is not being tracked. And so the big issue with that is not that, oh, Google or whoever's track Facebook is tracking you is not like, oh, I can't have as many ads. The ad number is the same, but they won't be as accurate or pinpoint perfect to you, which means it is less likely that you will click on them, which is what helps get the money for the people that put the ads out. So that is the ultimate issue. And so Apple is like, everyone's like, oh my God, they're like changing the industry and like gonna like ruin the whole like ad revenue 
business model essentially uh so that's kind of interesting and interested to see how that goes i am very happy that you get your privacy back and i pretty much could care less about the ad revenue thing it it may lead to you having to pay for services in the future which i guess would be kind of annoying but uh like then i'll just use less services privacy is good so i'm happy about that i'm gonna say overrated Actually, it is good. I I fucking looked up uh, what the I saw a flag that was you know like the cop flag, the mm-hmm. like blue stripe. So I saw one that there was like a blue stripe, a red stripe, and a green stripe, and I was like, oh, what what does this mean? Which I'm pretty sure red is just firefighters and green is military. Okay. Um, but I was looking it up, and then I went on to thinbluestripe.com or some shit like that, and now I am getting nonstop ads for, like, shirts <laughs> with the blue stripe flag and, like, fucking the flag. Like, it literally nonstop. It's like, please, a fucking stop. Like, all I... That's, like, me just, you know, like, wondering, like, I don't know, what's the boiling point of water and then getting advertisements for fucking water all the time after that. It's like, I just was curious. Well, I I do so, know the boiling point of water, just in case anyone was concerned. <laughs> it's it's four example. degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> How did you know? Dude, most um, people forget that. <laughs> I know most people think 212, and that boy are they wrong. Um Celsius. It, but, <laughs> exactly. The so that that's a very good point to bring up because when I was preparing to propose to my wife. I fortunately was doing everything on my work laptop, but I was looking up rings. And so I I went in and gave a presentation and all of the ads on the internet were all of these ring ads. And so everyone in there was like, oh, you're going to be proposing, huh? Oh, okay. I like figured it out. I was like, thank goodness she didn't see that Um, and spoil, spoil the fun. So ads can be, can be malicious. You were you were thorough with your work though. Yeah, I I definitely maybe I, a little over the top thorough, but I mean like I respect it. You know, it's not not bad. It's just intense. It's called paranoia. It's okay. You can make fun of me. But Nerd. I successfully pulled off a surprise proposal for all of those who who may or may not care. And she did say yes. She is my wife now, so um, it all went well. Um, Head over to Maxwell Lewis Gaming. Every once in a while, I give little tidbits about the story if you want to know more. So, um, all just right. drop little factoids in the club. Yeah, I so do. Who's who's gonna win between? Oh, you haven't even talked about DW four yet, right? I barely even talked about him. Um, so so stick bold dodgeball adventure. I was talking about Nordic Game Jam. That's super cool. Essentially. So uh, Oliver and I played it a lot. It's a good couch co op game if you're looking for something because it's an indie good. game. It's it's less than like the typical sixty or seventy dollar like full price game you get now, and it's been out for a while. I think you could probably find it for ten bucks, if not on sale for five bucks or less. Um, and it is it is well worth that that investment. It's it's just a fun time to have with friends. The controls are surprisingly tight, and which is what you need in a game. It's kind of fast paced. You're throwing dodgeballs at at, at it, other people. You can play against each other, throw them at each other. But Oliver and I work together. We're a team. Um, and we have essentially the final boss on the all-star, like the top difficulty in order to get the platinum trophy. And Oliver left me right before we were able to successfully get it. Although with how difficult it was, 
like the the difficulty ramp we we got through all the entire thing like it was hard but doable and then all of a sudden it was just impossible it was um, really so, difficult yeah i don't know if we ever would have been able to to do it but i am seeing steam keys for as low as uh a buck 78 oh wow okay not Def- that i think that that seems trustworthy you can buy it for ten dollars straight on steam but uh Obviously, okay. there's other websites that you can just get the key from. So, if you're looking for a game to play with friends for ten bucks, I yeah, I give a it's high great. full recommendation. Yeah, yeah, just put it, put it, do it, do do as I do, put it on your wish list, and then when you see it for like eighty percent off, and it's like a buck, you know, or two bucks, in that case, uh, then you buy it. Yeah, and go check out the developers. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> let me let me look up who the developers are for this real quick. Uh, Game Swing. Yes, Game Swing. So so go look them up. L- look at their website. There's a they're working on kind of a a sequel follow up to Stickbold called Oddballers. Oh, I almost couldn't talk there for a second. And you can sign up to be notified. Get maybe invited to alpha and beta testing. And when I did that, I think they sent me a code for a for stickbold for free essentially um oh nice so 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 give that give that a whirl um i mean they're a cool developer i think they're worth just going to check out learn a little bit more about their history um and potentially get to try out like beta testing games is really fun uh because you you're actively participating in the development process by helping give data to the developers and at the same time you get to play something before it's released to everyone else so so that's pretty cool and you might even get a free steam code for sickbolt out of it not guaranteeing that will happen to you as well um, but i definitely got one so there's some other other ways about there um yeah and then dynasty warriors 4 my other game huge 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 love for dynasty warriors 4 uh when we've spoken about before oliver played dynasty warriors 5 i played dynasty warriors 4 the reason we've chosen those games is just because those are the ones we've played there's no particular reason why we think one is better than the other that just happens to be what we played and it's essentially a huge hack and slash like you're on this these huge battlefields in in ancient i think chinese dynasties right and you have like the Wu. The way in the shoe, yeah. And they am I lagging at all? No, you sound good. Okay, yeah. It's like the whole the whole Dynasty Warriors saga is based on the. I think it's like well, there's a book that dictates it or like denotes it. The Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Who I forgot exactly what it's by, but yeah, it's just like ancient Chinese dynasties that is like they like try to base it pretty well off of like real events, obviously certain parts of the hack and slash you know kind of make it impossible to be realistic as in the hack and slash entirety of the genre <laughs> um, but yeah they actually do a good job like a lot of the battles are like historic real battles and stuff like that you know they try to i think they try to do a good job of like not interjecting too many just like made up characters to get through the story you know yeah um which i know they do i'm pretty sure they do a little bit and like all of them uh, but yeah, they they do try to keep it relatively like where you're going to use real characters that have real battles past that. It definitely gets a little iffy, like the battles, obviously, 
if you're playing you know like liu bay or something like that man the shoe do- don't win every single battle they walk into let me tell you that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how that works just because i'm guan yu with my like eight foot beard doesn't mean that the shoe came out with double kappas every single time guan yu is my man by the way guan yu, I, man, I, saying, I had a maxed out that beard his, was insane his stats were maxed and he has the I forget what you call that long. It's not. I don't think he has a pike. I think it's something different than a pike. No, pike has the pokey boy at the end. It's like a almost like a halberd. I'm trying to remember what it's yeah, called. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a spear, but it has like almost like a machete on the end of it. Yeah. Um, I'm, for anyone who who follows that kind of ancient culture, will be upset with. What me. is a sword spear called? Sword Naginata? spear. Naginata, I think, is a glaive. I think that's a more common name. Hmm. Yeah, a glaive. Um, yeah, Guan Yu, Guan Yu is a, a, a badass, though. The original novel is by Luo Guanzhong. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, so I apologize. But okay, it's a little, a little bit of a banger. But. Yeah, so Dynasty Warriors 4, hack and slash, a lot of fun to play. And then Dynasty Warriors 4, uh, specifically, I, I'm sure they continued this throughout the other games as well, but you you unlock different campaigns as well. So you have the three main Dynasty campaigns, but then you also unlock like the Yellow Turbans, you unlock the Lu Bu campaign. Um, there's a couple others in there, and it, it adds some replayability. You're kind of playing these battles from the other perspectives. Um, and Lu Bu, we talk a lot about. Lu Bu is you, 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 the first time you encounter him when you're new to the game, he Fs you up bad. Real quick. Real quick. So fast. I mean, it's just like the game's difficulty is like, oh, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you meet Lu Bu, and he's like, unbeatable. That's like um, all of it. Like, if you were going to plot the game's difficulty over the entire game, like, I mean, <laughs> it's like chilling, let's say here, you know, just arbitrarily, then Lu Bu is just like, yeah, like six times that. I mean, he's designed to not be killed, but he's easy enough to be killed, is, I guess, the best way to say it. Like, you can. One hundo grinded out. That much is for sure. Is it tedious? Yes. If you mess up once, will you regret it profusely? Absolutely. <laughs> and I, th- I think that might be how you unlock his campaign. Is defeating him. I think in like five, that's how you get the. Uh, they had the red hair as the fastest horse in the game. Oh and yeah. So I'm pretty yeah. sure at least one of the times you unlock the red hair for popping the old boo, if you know what I'm saying. That's the other cool thing about the game is they have there are so many unlockable things in the game and through some very weird ways. Anyone who remembers the days of going to like Cheat Code Central or anything on on the internet and and looking up like actual cheat codes or like guides game on how facts, to do that stuff. Game facts. I was I a Cheat game, Code Central boy. I'm but, a Game hey. Facts homie. And then you like print it out and you put it inside the actual like. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh Dynasty so Warriors required a binder, mostly because the <laughs> really steps did. to fucking get each of the. Okay, so at least for five, I don't know if four was the same, but five, you had to like execute a very specific instruction set that is like so fucking random that like maybe, maybe if you read the book, The Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and you were like trying to be, like that's the only possible thing I could think of that like maybe they just made all of these be like super historically accurate, right? 
Because it'll be like, go kill this one random dude that doesn't even have like a unique name, you know, and then like run across the map and drop this bridge and then take a fire arrow and blow up this barrel and then do it all within the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the most ridiculous shit ever. That's like that developer or yeah, that developer loves that shit. Like that's 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 essentially how they introduce like spice into a hack and slash is to give you these unlockables <laughs> make them super arbitrary and then i mean there's no way that they're expecting you to figure it out on your own like they have to be expecting some game facts game stop station nation whatever your bullshit was called. i mean that's how i felt about escape from monkey island like those those kind of games if you're familiar with them holy crap it's like i don't understand how you would eventually get to the point to win like i I don't understand how you beat a game like that without having a guide granted i'm kind of lazy so that doesn't help that much like there's eventually but the the sheer number of combinations and permutations of dialogue options and where you go and items you get and how you try those items on certain things is wild and they don't always make intuitive sense but yeah Uh, all the same kind of stuff so game guides awesome Shout out Escape from Monkey Island as well. Um, but Dynasty Warriors 4, absolute banger. And now I'm upset because I thought I knew who was going to win. Stickbold was for sure going to win, and I still think Stickbold should win. Stickbold was going to win, and I am now... You're way too hype on Stickbold. When you were done reading about Stickbold the first time, dude, you were just like... You came in with the intensity that Stickbold was going to win the bracket. Let me put it that way. Like, you were... You were going a little bananas for Stickwold. That's you true, gotta remember, you, you gotta remember the highs, bro. You can't just think about these low moments. But we have to remember, I've evolved too. Since then, I've played Ori and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> that is true, and I'm telling you that Stickwold is actually a better game than any Dynasty Warriors game. And I'm sorry to Dynasty Warriors, but Dynasty Warrior, it is a hack and slash. But it's like it's if you're if if I was gonna recommend someone to play a hack and slash, especially because it's essentially, I mean, it's not literally a dead genre. But, like, that was definitely way more prominent of a genre PS2 era. So if you're going to yes, play an OG yeah. hack and slash, or I guess, like, yeah, the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2 era. If you're going to play hack and slash, just play the OG God of Wars. There you way go. more exciting, way more lore. Like, overall, I would, I would put a God of War above a Dynasty Warriors. Do I love Dynasty Warriors? Is the nostalgia there? Will I probably keep playing it for a long time? Like, yeah. Like, I played it with my sister. You know, that's just, like, what we do. So... When we hang out, we don't do we don't talk. Just be dynasty warriors. <laughs> that that's the thing I think I'm getting hung up on is the nostalgia. Like the nostalgia for Dynasty Warriors is hot and heavy right now. Um Yeah, but I I just think that Sick World's just yeah. It's I mean, I guess it's a little hard because it is definitely like a much larger title from Dynasty Warriors, right? Like there's definitely a lot more development effort and energy that went into it. Not to like I'm saying like total capita here, not the not the density <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, you know. Uh, but yeah, Dynasty. I mean, it's just it, like hack and slashes are all right, but the older we get, they just don't age as well. I definitely think that they're like yeah, they're kind of a kids game or like a teen game, you know. I think the whole genre is just meant to be kind of just like a not gimmicky, but just a, yeah, it's a time suck, you know. I want to go back through. and revisit it now. Well, I'm telling you, I still think Stickbold, but I'll respect your opinion either way. I don't want to bias it too much. 
I, I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I think you've already pretty heavily biased it. Um, but that being said, I mean, you make some good points. Uh, Stickbold is objectively a better game. Uh, the, the nostalgia of Dynasty Warriors 4 is what is making it very close for me. But Which it has good nostalgia, for sure. And it is a fun game, but I do question pretty heavily of like how much of that is based on our positive <laughs> memories. Yeah. So, so for that reason, I mean, it, without question, there, there's no doubt in my mind, Stickbold is a better game. Um, so, so for that reason, Stickbold will win this matchup. But Dynasty Warriors Four, I spent oh so many hours in, and like just just the nostalgia, like us talking about going back and like printing out the game guides and and the cheats and the facts just got me it a whole wave of nostalgia came rushing through and uh that made a heart yeah stick bold is a better game for sure and as i always say playing games with other people is exciting the way it should be good co-op games will always get a huge nod from me and stick bold is a fantastic fantastic co-op game and uh- pvp as well not all co-op i also didn't realize that uh the people who published stickbold what is it curb digital they also did uh for the king and human fall flat which i hadn't heard of for the king until recently but i have some uh some people playing it i don't know too much on the premise of it or some friends playing it i don't i don't too much on the premise but it does look really fun yeah, I I know the what you may call it, the humans fall flat, but yeah, the for the king, I've I don't think I've even heard of that. Yeah, I like I said, I had only heard of it because uh, some people were playing it, but yeah, I've I've played through all of Human Fall Flat. It was, uh, it was actually really fun. It's definitely a good little like afternoon game. It's very fast, very 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 easy to beat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just because I'm good at gaming, you know. I don't mean brag, but like <laughs> you know, but, but you can beat it pretty quickly. So yeah, either way, pretty hype. Some other games in the couch co-op, since we are on the bracket, I want to shout out a couple good couch co-op games. Um, okay. Speedrunners. Oh, so good. Speedrunners, very hype couch co-op game. Uh, so It's so perfect because the matches are so quick. Yes. Like, it's just, it's a quick, like, oh, somebody wins and you move on to the next one. Like And a pretty quick what? learning curve, too. Yeah. Uh and then I thought I thought I had three. I can only think of two right now. Castle Crashers is my other one. I think that might that might be it. I don't oh, know if uh, we play Castle Crashers, but Castle Crashers is super hype. Yeah, we have not played that. Um Broforce. Broforce is another great yeah. That's it's, another great I, it's not so much co op as it is like Wait, it, it does it, it have is co-op? go off? Yeah. Like you're, oh, it is. I mean, okay. you're both yeah. you're both working towards the same Yeah, no, same Broforce goal. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Bro Four, Bro Force, Castle Cashers, and uh, Speedrunner, all, all really good couch co-op games. Super cheap, very quick learning curve. Like, especially if you if you would classify yourself as a gamer, you will pick them up very quickly, you know, and be competitive very quickly. And so it's it's yeah, they're fun games. Um, I guess I'll go since you're silent. So you <laughs> did just nix Finally, out the yeah. worst game of all time. I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, my games this week are um, Dark Souls Two and <laughs> Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Four, right? 
Yes. Three is Morrowind. Four is Oblivion. Yes. Five is Skyrim. Six is nobody knows. <laughs> Not coming out. <laughs> in the next I'm joking. Decade. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. All right. I don't even know where to begin. I'll, I guess I'll start with Oblivion. Listen to our old episodes. I mean, we just go in such. <laughs> Uh, Oblivion is the precursor, if you couldn't tell, by the Elder Scrolls, you know, number scheme. But it is a precursor to Skyrim. Uh, <gasps> played it on the Xbox 360. The Dying Light, or sorry, I keep saying Dying Light in my head. Dark Souls 2. Um, I believe I played on, I played on the PS4. I played the Scholars of the First Zen Remaster, which I think is a very important thing. From everything I've read, very important caveat to add, but I'll get into that, I guess, a little bit later. Uh, so yeah, Oblivion, precursor to Skyrim. It doesn't have the same, like, Skyrim has literal, essentially, like, skill trees, right? That you're, like, crawl up i guess you know slowly move up and then you can choose a branch in the skill tree um based on you know oh well i want to be you know i don't know defensive but do i want to be this defensive or that defensive <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since i played um oblivion is a little bit more linear than skyrim in that regard i mean you have your like uh athleticism trait but you just get upgrades on your athleticism essentially you get major upgrades like 25 50 75 and 100 so every 25 then it'll be like oh you can jump you know 50 percent of the time if you have 50 percent athleticism i'm yeah. making up the numbers as i'm going but my point is is it scales through the game once you get to 100 the the kind of the point is that you're op at the thing right so like i'm pretty sure 100 percent athleticism you can like run all the time and you can jump all the time and you'll never have to worry about like running out of stamina or something like that uh yeah. So, as I mentioned the last time I talked about it, before you even start the game, because you start in a cell, and conveniently enough, the king is being attacked and has to escape, and guess what? There's a secret exit out of the city, and it's through your jail cell. <laughs> you effectively <laughs> get pardons immediately, and that's how the game starts. So, there's a guard who walks up to your gate, and if you have played Elder Scrolls, then you will know exactly what I'm talking about. You, to get the sequence started, you have to walk up to the gate to talk to the guard. So you can crouch, right? And it'll say, oh, hey, it has the eye and be like, oh, hey, you know, the guard can see you. Well, there's a little corner, a little cutout in your cell. You can walk in and you'll go <laughs> out of vision. And as long as you are walking in a close enough distance and not being seen, uh, or like, sorry, crouched and moving in a certain distance and not being seen, you will gain skill points. So I literally took a rubber band and just ah. had me walk into this corner and I got 100 skill before I even started the game, which is obviously super OP. Uh, same with if you just jump, you'll slowly get athleticism. I forgot how we did the... I definitely ground up a lot of athleticism by like just sneaking and jumping essentially uh so you can like max out two stats before you even start the game which i thought was kind of fun that's fun either I, way i, I love those oh, yeah, kind of go. bugs in games where, where where that happens and you can kind of exploit it because it's fun you feel like you found a secret and you found a hack uh, and i should say when it's not pvp and it creates some kind of imbalance in the game 
but but a game like Skyrim Oblivion, something like that, where you can a find PvE a hack. PvE game, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like you've you found a hack, and it's up to you. If you want to play the game the right way and like earn those skills, you can. If you want to have that extra ability, you can. I, I think that stuff is fun. I like when they don't patch it out, especially if they lean into it. Is even I agree, yeah. and it's like something that you really wouldn't know unless you've played the game a substantial amount. Like, I really... I would be shocked if someone on their first playthrough would be like, oh, let me test this out. You know, maybe if I crouch you. I mean, maybe if you hey, played maybe. Elders. Yeah, maybe if you played like Elder Scrolls 3 before, if you played like Morrowind beforehand or like played Skyrim before, you know, and had a little bit idea of how they like to do their algorithms um, at Bethesda, then like maybe you'd have a notion. But yeah, it's like, unless you've played a little bit and kind of looked into uh, documentation on the game, I don't think you'd know too much. So, uh yeah, either way, there's a bunch of portals to hell or oblivion that are opening up all over the uh, beautiful countryside in oblivion, and you, you gotta shut them and stop this demonic invasion and stop these little bitches from invading your world. Um, and that is my grotesquely short explanation of an Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> boo doo boo 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 Mo video games. Uh, I'm picking it just because I over Skyrim, only because by the time that Skyrim came out, I was kind of like, I had, I, I had eaten my meal per se, you know, I was, yeah. I was filled up on the genre, uh, and wasn't really looking for another, another cuisine of that type. You know, I was looking to change up, change up the pace a little bit. So, but yeah, I spent at least 500 hours, I would guess on that game. Like I spent a lot of time cause it's another just huge open world game, um, with the same quest. Like, you know, they have the dark brotherhood quest and the mage quest line, everything that you would expect in Skyrim. Just older, worse graphics, probably by a lot of people's standards, a less exciting skill tree. But it was my first exposure to it. Huge open world game. I played this in Fallout 3 as I referenced a couple times previously at the same time. So it's like those are my first two big, like, true, like, oh, we've we've hit open world. We can do open world now, you know? Uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, like, the first time you're playing it, man, it's, it's pretty, it's, it is pretty hypey. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why it's there over Skyrim. Uh, Dark Souls Two, it is produced by From Software, if I recall correctly. From that is Soft? correct. Where? <laughs> um, and it is most unanimously agreed upon as the worst Dark Souls game <laughs> in the in in the series in the franchise uh which is why Souls, you have chosen Soulsborne, it today. which is why i have chosen it it is the first one i played and a lot of people pick the first one that they play you could call it the far cry effect except far cry 3 <laughs> is factually better than far cry 4 so it'd be kind of a bad choice of words um mm, the listeners <laughs> and i know something that you don't know so oh really mm-hmm. that far cry 4 is better yeah that's just what you guys know <laughs> We that know was, it. That was a bad rebuttal. It, it, if you're listening, you know. No, you Oliver don't. doesn't know, but you know. Well, now you have me sweating bullets. Either way, <laughs> um, the scholar of the first sin, they did. It wasn't like a full remaster, but it was definitely they did some work when they ported it over to the PS4 to improve the quality of the game, graphics of the game, textures, gameplay, yada yada yada. So. Pretty much everything I've read is that Scholars of the First End gets rid of all of the issues of why people hate Dark Souls 2 so much. Um, 
but since Dark Souls 2 came out and it was super frustrating how much of a disappointment it was at the time, that's why a lot of people still keep it at the bottom of their tier list. Like, the Scholars of the First Sun wasn't enough to, like, recover, essentially, the low blow that they experienced um, with the original. I mean, it sounded like it was just, like, buggy. It really just sounded like it didn't run super well and it didn't feel super clean, um, which in a game like Dark Souls, where essentially all you have is if you're a dex a dex bro such as myself all you have is roll and attack and parry if you're if you're feeling a little you know a little, little saucy so <laughs> uh so yeah i that that that's just a little little justification but dark souls 2 man the gameplay felt clean like uh, especially playing my first Souls boring game wasn't too fast, wasn't too slow. Like Bloodborne was super fast. I love the the like atmosphere of Bloodborne and the stage that they created. It just felt a little too short. Was kind of my big like gripe with it. Also, there was a lot of times where I felt like I was kind of just rolling, knowing that my iframes will not let me get hit at this point. But like. There's a lot of huge enemies that are like pretty dangly with like cloth flowing over their body. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to tell like where they are and shit like that and like where their attack is actually coming from, which was kind of frustrating. Uh, so, but I mean, man, it sounds uh, like blood. Dark Souls. I mean, yeah, I suppose the speed is just so different. When I played the two to uh, Bloodborne it is just so different and now after playing like a bunch of one and three like two is definitely way more in the vein like Bloodborne is definitely kind of its own beast with how fast pace of a game a lot of the combat feels I mean they just really don't care about yeah they just have a lot of like really fast movements you know you oh you just rolled and the guy's over there that's okay he has this like blink essentially and he'll just be up on your dick in like two seconds you know like uh yeah, just a very, very different game and feel and style as well, uh, since it's kind of going for like a, what do you want to call it? Like, I don't even know how to describe Bloodborne style. Like, steampunk is the first word that comes to my mind, but it's like Victorian yeah. almost. Yeah, like Victorian, dead, old. Like, dead Victorian. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. It's super it has cool. A super it's cool super atmosphere. badass. Yeah. I'm still. I'm almost wondering if Bloodborne should be up there, but my I had enough gripes with the gameplay, and I haven't played the DLC on either. To be fair, which a lot of people say the DLC is like the saving grace in literally every single Soulsborne game. <laughs> they they like, they effed it up real bad, are, but they the DLC man. They got people right. are just sad that the game's over and are just happy that there's DLC. Like I don't know, <laughs> like every single Soulsborne DLC, people are like, oh my god, dude, the DLC is insane. Um. So yeah. Long-winded story. If you haven't played a Dark Souls game and you like to be sad and hate yourself and you're a sadomasochist or whatever it is or whatever, self-inflicted pleasure. Potato uh, masochist. Yes. Potato masochism. Um, then it's the game for you. Lots of really beautiful uh, like scenery and they're very light on the story. Like They, uh, they definitely keep... They will throw you bones and you kind of know what's happening, but it is very, like, they are, like, very sparse in giving you any information on what's actually going on to leave a lot of possibility and a lot of conjecture and a lot of hypothesis. And so, like, the Soulsborne community, I mean, I've read, like, you know, dozens of posts that are, like, essentially, like, pages long, you know? You could submit them for, like, a fucking essay. <laughs> uh, 
for yeah people just being like this is my hypothesis on the souls of War universe uh that's why everything is the way that it is but that's like for one game so when you get to like the full thing it's ends up becoming like a fucking book similar with the metal gear solid universe though obviously uh koji kondo definitely details <laughs> koji kondo <laughs> oh god <laughs> Hideo Kojima. Sorry, I'm thinking of all my all my goats. Yeah, all the goats. That's all my fair. goats. Uh, Hideo Kojima definitely spells out a lot more like of what's going on in the universe. He's a lot less. But either way, yeah, there's definitely just like a lot of details. And yeah. Yeah, I'm rambling. So either way, that's my review of the two games. I like both of them. They're pretty. So who wins? Who wins, Maxwell? I don't know. You got to tell me. Hmm. I think I know which one you should pick. <laughs> which one do you think I think you should pick? I think you think I should pick Dunk Souls. Like, for sure. Correct. Yeah, because I'm not a dumbass. Okay, here's the thing Oblivion definitely, like, Dark Souls games age well which definitely has a benefit. But like the gameplay style, first off, the mechanics are, or sorry, the graphics are really not normally what you're playing the game for, even though it can obviously improve the experience when the graphics are better. But the mechanics are what you're Souls. playing. Yeah, the mechanics are what you're playing a Dunk Souls game for. You know, you're playing for that, you know, I want to see some big-ass castles, some big old open, vast expanses, and then beat the shit out of someone, and then be really frustrated and try to do it a hundred times and fail every single time. Um... So yeah, I don't know, but Oblivion was definitely like, it was uh, really probably one of the most indicative of games in terms of where gaming was trying to go at the time, but like early enough in that process that it was very exciting to play, you know, like open world games, very exploratory RPG style, definitely were like starting to boom right then. And Fallout yeah. 3, Fallout New Vegas, Oblivion were, like, really good at being at the forefront of that and making sure to, like, kind of cut tides or, like, cut the cut the way, you know? Paint the picture of how they think it should look. And I think they did a really good job. And a lot of people probably model a lot of their shit off of them. Like, yeah. But that's the doobie know what they do be doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, the, the Skyrim developers were like, hey, that that Oblivion game... <laughs> Let's copy That's a good that. one. We should we should make a <laughs> we should make a sequel. Um. So yeah, I think I think I think Dark Souls. I think I'm with you there. I yeah, think Dark I think Souls is fair. the dub. There, there I mean, is no good, game but... like Dark Souls. I mean, I I know there literally are, but nah, like yeah. in in the mainstream, goes to Tsushima. But like the mainstream, like Oblivion, Skyrim. We we now have tons of RPGs and open world games and all that kind of stuff. But how many games do you have where you get absolutely punished while you're playing it and people thirst for more? The, yeah. the new Elden Ring that there, there's still so little information coming out about it on from from software. But th- those type of games, people just they, I how why a game that is so frustratingly difficult is so beloved is a little bit beyond me um i something that i i think i i talk about i think you agree with as well is there is a there is a good type of frustration there's a bad type of frustration like alan wake 
it felt like the game was making the mistakes, not me. Yeah. But in, in Dark Souls and Soulsborne's games, I, I imagine I haven't played much of them, but that when you are dying, you feel like you are For the sure. one making the mistake and you, you can improve. And that's what I think makes a good game. That was kind of my complaint with the with Bloodborne. And that's why I was like pissed about the how like bullshitty it was. It, it just felt like it was really hard to see that I'm really talking. I think it's like the bloodletting demon or bloodletting beast or something like that. It's like one of the second or third boss that you fight. And it's in this giant cathedral. And this guy is just a dangly, dangly, just huge werewolf. And he's got cloth draping all over him. And like, I mean, sure, I figured out pretty quickly how to beat him. You know, he was frustrating. I definitely died a couple times, you know, but managed to get through him decently quickly. But I like felt that was the one boss that when I was beating him, I felt like I was just like, I've just learned the motions, but I'm not actually responding. You know, it's not like, oh, I see this attack and then I know what he's trying to do and how I'm dodging it. It was just like, oh, I see this wind up. So I'm just going to pull my iframe budget here and and (laughs) hope that it gets me through, you know, like it, it felt yeah, it just it didn't feel didn't feel rewarding. And I think a lot of the Dark Souls games do a good job of balancing out difficulty to rewarding. Like there's a certain point where no one's going to try something a million times, you know, but like, oh, if I tried it 10 times and then I finally beat it, then that feels really accomplished or like a really, yeah, rewarding. Yeah. And, and especially I think it's important that it feels that you're making progress. Mm-hmm. each time like okay i did a little bit better oh i learned that move set or okay now i understand how to counter that each time and that's that's what intrigues you to come back you're like okay i'm improving i'm learning this i'm getting better i know i can do this i want to come back and beat it that's that's not what alan wake was sorry to continue to shit on that but i mean no that's fair i uh, i mean i still don't think that yeah like i said i don't think i'd recommend alan wake to someone now I mean, it's not bad, but I don't think I'd recommend it. There's just better. There's other better games to play first before Alan Wake. Which for sure, like Dead Space. I disagree with that though. Too <laughs> want to be abundantly clear. Interesting. So, so you 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 think Alan Wake is a better game than Dead Space? No, I didn't say that. I just said I wouldn't recommend either of them to a friend. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess you said there were games you'd recommend before Alan Wake, and I said Dead Space would be one of them. But oh, I would recommend I see, other games saying. before Dead Space as well. But yeah. I'd probably still recommend Alan Wake over Dead Space. Alan Wake at least tries to do something novel, especially for its time. I definitely hey, think that something like that. Hey. Dead Space was pretty novel first time. It wasn't dark enough. I just didn't like it. it. It seemed real bad. It seemed like it aged way poor, more poorly than Alan Wake, and Alan Wake did not age well. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some 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 bad aging in in both departments. But Dead Space at least didn't frustrate me. I think that was kind of the the big difference between the two. Yeah. But either way, those are not the games we're talking about. Dark Souls has a fantastic difficulty curve. Somehow they have managed to corner the market of games that punish you that make make you want more of it and they do it well in elden ring those of you listening if you're fans of the souls born i feel for you i'm still waiting for a horizon forbidden west release date so and god of war ragnarok we're all waiting for that one let's be honest shame shame also psa 
Horizon Zero Dawn is still free to pick up in the PlayStation Store. Go get it right now. You don't need PlayStation Plus. If you have a PlayStation, you have a PlayStation account, go to the PlayStation Store and make sure you claim it because it is free to keep forever. It is the complete edition with the DLC and everything. Go get it now. It's right, until it like May something. It's it's early May, so you don't have much time left. I I hope it'll still be available by the time the podcast is released on Wednesday. Um, but go go give it a look. Check it out. Also, the new Resident Evil will be coming out soon. Um, I'm actually pretty interested to try that out. I might do a like kind of play through it at the same time as Ghost of Tsushima. Not entirely sure. I think Resident Evil is going to scare the absolute bejesus out of me. So, pretty hype. Peter yeah, is that, good because because Dead Space is supposed to be a horror game. Didn't really scare me that much, uh, but the yeah Resident Evil Eight. I played the demo and yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm a wuss when it comes to scary games. If you, if you happen to be one of the few unfortunate souls that watched me play Phasmophobia on my channel, you understand how much of a wuss I am when it comes to scary games. So, nothing wrong with that, bro. I want to be better, though. I'm just so scared of being scared, man. That's okay, bro. Scared, man. All right, it's been an hour and 20 minutes. We should call it. That's true. It's only been an hour 15, though. Won't be clear. Actually, it took yeah. us six minutes to start the podcast. <laughs> it did. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yes, Thank you so much is... for listening. Yes. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Thank you. You can follow us on Instagram at Mo Video Games. Get notified. Check us out on podcast services if you're watching on YouTube. Check out the YouTube at Mo Video Games if you're listening to us on podcast services. We appreciate you guys. We hope you're having a great week, and we will catch you in the next one. Juicy. Juicy. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of today's podcast. We are so glad to have you all here with us. We hope you were able to follow along with our crazy antics and wild discussions. We had a lot of fun. It's good to be back. Sorry we missed a week, but we are so happy to be here. As always, check us out on all those socials. Check us out on other places. We love you guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Juicy! Juicy!